Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless podcast. You've got your host, Elena, and I am looking forward to our conversation today because we're going to talk about confidence. And I think that that is something that everyone needs help with. So I am really looking forward to my interview today with Robin Sachs. Um, She owns One Minute Mindset um, Coaching, I believe. And I'm super excited to hear your story and see um, what you think people need to learn about entrepreneurship. So welcome. All right. Thanks for the invite to share, Elaine. I'm much appreciated. So, yeah, I guess to, to kind of jump right in, I, you know, uh, here's here's my journey. And this is probably similar but different, but it's always similar to entrepreneurs in general, because a lot of times people think just like I'm going to go get a job, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. And that's not necessarily how it works. Usually it's about going from A to B to C to D to E to F. And then you land somewhere and go, ah, that's who I am. And that's when everything starts to change. And so for me, uh, I was I was a kid who did a lot of theater, a lot of writing, loved doing creative stuff, didn't care for the structure of school and just sitting in a classroom, That all that kind of stuff bored me. And so uh, as I was starting to look at going to college, had no clue what I wanted to do. I know what I liked. I knew that there were things I was good at. I knew there were things I had no interest in doing. And I ended up uh, going to school, uh, was one of those people who I went in as a communications major, made sense with the writing and the theater and all that stuff. But very quickly, I realized, ooh, a school environment is not how you learn to be creative. It is not how you learn to do any of those things. Typical academia kind of pulls that out of you, unfortunately. And so I went from a psychology major to a poli sci major to a sociology major. I went all over the place and uh, at some point went, you know what, I'm going to go through, I'm going to do what interests me and I'm going to come out with a piece of paper because the piece of paper was the goal at that point. I wasn't going into something specific where I needed a tract to follow like medicine or law or engineering or something like that. So it became a, a, a ticket. When I was at the end of my sophomore year in college, my grandfather had passed away and he had run what had been the family business, uh, had been pared down for semi-retirement purposes. And long story short, my dad said to me, would you jump in and let's take a look at this with me? Do we run it? Do we sell it? Do we dissolve it? Let's just even see what's there and uh, and, and what the options are. Uh, we jumped in. We ended up deciding to continue running it. And I had zero interest in business. I was never someone who, who to me, business was a bunch of spreadsheets and, and sales and marketing and all of the terms we think of that go along with business. And I had no interest in business the way I thought of it. But one of the things that happened as I was working with my dad to try and figure out what does this look like and what do we do with it, um, changed everything for me and how I look at looked at business. And that was really the start for me of my entrepreneurial journey, ending up where what I do today. So basically what had happened was we were a fairly small company and my grandfather, when he pared it down for retirement purposes, had kept a couple of his large customers where it was just supply 
customers. So literally every week he'd go out, he'd sit down with the buyer, they'd go to lunch, the buyer would hand him the weekly invoices or, or purchase orders. He would go home, he'd call the orders in, they'd be drop shipped a week later, they'd go back and do exactly the same thing. And it was a, a very large drugstore chain, a national drugstore chain that had been this, this customer. And so one of the people my dad and I went to talk to after my grandfather passed was this buyer who was this big wig, big deal guy with a lofty title in a very large company. And on the ride out there, I'm thinking, we're this little tiny company. He's this big guy in a big company. What, what does he care? I mean, what is, I don't, I don't get it. How are we going to still stay and say, well, your guy that you had the relationship with is gone, but here we are. Can we keep billing you right, <laughs> and, and providing products for you? We walk into his office. His name was Ray. And Ray immediately when we walked in, walked over, hugged my dad, hugged me and said, before you say a word and before we go to lunch, because that's what we're going to do next. If you're here to say we're thinking of continuing to run the business, are we still able to work with you in the same way? He said, my answer is yes, on one condition that you run the business like your father and grandfather ran the business for all those years. Because if you do that, I'm not letting go of you. You're one of my vendors. You're one of my people. And not only that, we went through a huge bankruptcy. We went through things. We've had problems. And your grandfather stayed with me while vendors were jumping ship, taking pennies on the dollar for several years to continue that relationship. And so he didn't leave me. I'm not leaving him, even if he's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, this like, huge light bulb, this epiphany went off that, wait a minute, business isn't about spreadsheets and receivables and payables. It's, it's about people and relationships. And, and that just blew my mind. It might seem so simple and ridiculous. It literally blew my mind. And I went, whoa, that's a game changer for me. And so that moment made me really comfortable with business because just talking to people was something I was comfortable with. If you take the titles off of things and the names off of things and just remind yourself at any given moment, no matter what you're doing, you are a human being talking to another human being, end of discussion. That makes things so much less stressful. Oh my goodness. So I ended up helping my dad run the business for the next two years. I graduated from school. I came out with a history degree, by the way. That's what my piece of paper says, just because it was what was of interest, say. And I ended up running the business for four years. Amazing education, unbelievable epiphanies. I, you could not have gotten a better education about the basics of business and relationships and all of that stuff. But I woke up one day four years in and went, wow, this is kind of cool. This is what that people, some people want. I have what a lot of people want. And this has nothing to do with what I want to do. Right. I don't want to do this. And so what do I want to do? And long story short, again, I ended up deciding to leave the business. Um, we, we sold part of it off. We gifted part of it to the people we brought on to help us rebuild it, which was a pretty cool experience. And uh, I went back through a broadcasting journalism program. And the reason I figured that was because I, again, my theater and writing background, I liked, I, I didn't want to act or, or write, you know, creatively, that kind of thing for, for TV or movies. 
but I didn't know what that was. There was something about getting up in front of people and being able to like shift how they think or change their emotion in a moment. There was something about that that I adored. And so uh, went through journalism broadcasting program, jumped into every internship I could get and uh, got a couple of job offers, ended up going into television news and spent six years, well, seven years um, as a producer, then a reporter, then an anchor, uh, and then in a management role for a couple of years. And again, amazing experience. Um, it helped me that I loved about what I did and what I did well, which again, it, it clarified that idea of how can you talk to people and make them shift how they're thinking. Just, oh, I never thought about it like that, or I never looked at it like that, or I only had half the story. You just helped me get the other part of the story. Now I can make a decision. I can make a choice. There were components of that stuff that, again, that's who I was. What does that look like? Time from a value standpoint, the television news industry was very much rubbing me the wrong way. And I made a conscious go up. Um, I decided to head out. And so I, I, by choice, left the news industry. I came back home to Cleveland because that's where all the family and friends were. To a job at a bank that was a Monday through Friday, eight to five, because I never before had a, a eight to five Monday through Friday job. And I thought, you know what, let me just come back to something where I know I go there, I can do my thing, I can leave, and I can figure out in the other time that I have what this thing looks like that I'm going to do. Uh -huh. First day one in corporate training and thought, whoa, for me. Um, but but it, it for a few months here, it can help me bide my time. It can pay the bills while I'm trying to figure out what this other thing looks like. and. Uh, I, I stayed in corporate for about six months while I tried it for me. I was not a fit for it. And I knew that, which check things off your list as you walk through life that that makes your what you do do well or do really enjoy or want to do uh, more narrow. So that was helpful with that. But one of the things that I had realized was because I was on air where I was when I was in the news to come MC events. And, and that sort of thing locally. One of the things that I realized I used to do to mainly keep my sanity, but but to also kind of have a humorous bent to it was I would talk to people about what I would call news secrets. And I would say things like, here's a secret about news that if you're not in the industry, you might not realize they're telling you. Listen to what they're not telling you, because you're always only getting half story, no matter what they're talking about. Always tell you it's partly cloudy. They'll also tell you there's a 20% chance of rain. They will never, ever say there's an 80% chance of sun today. The anchor at the desk will tell you there's a 10% unemployment rate. They will never, ever, ever say today we have 90% employment. That's an A. Doesn't matter what school system you're from. That's an A. And so the idea is there's a whole psychology to news and it is negatively bent for a very specific reason. That's part of the psychology. It's part of what draws us in. No judgment, just awareness. But as a viewer and a listener, if you're aware that here's what you just told me, here's the other side of the story, I now have the complete story. That starts to change how you look at things. Uh -huh. Because if you know, we're surrounded by mass media all the time. And if all you're constantly getting is half the story, 
you start thinking in half stories. And so usually because they're often negative is the typical, again, way that you're going to hear them. What's going wrong? What might go wrong? What are we missing? That's how you are going to start thinking about everything. It's going to become a habit just because you're that's how you're taught to think. And after I would talk about that, I would have a dozen people come up and say, I never thought about that, but that just totally changed things in my life. Yes. Like as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm looking at how I look at everything and how I complain and how I'm always looking for what's going wrong and how I'm looking for what might go wrong, even though it never does. I'm constantly in that mode. And when you said that, there was this epiphany that I just went, wait a minute, look at all the stuff going right. Look what can go right. Look what is fine. Look at the stuff I'm complaining about that literally is minutia. And all I'm doing is stressing myself out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went back to that and I thought, that's weird because that's just how my brain works. So I didn't really think it was anything special. And this was my second epiphany, the relationship business being about relationships was my first big epiphany. My second big epiphany as it comes to entrepreneurship is things that come easy to me don't necessarily come easy to everybody else. And so there's a value to that, right? We don't all think the same way. We don't all look at things the same way. And that's your value. But because we just do it and it's easy for us, we don't often see the value in what we can bring to the world and offer. Mm. And so I started just putting some feelers out to see if I could just get in front of some groups for free and talk about that kind of stuff and let it start to tell me what it would look like. So for about a year, I got in front of every. Every group of people, if you had five people, I'd sit down and I'd start talking to them. If you had 500 people, put me in the room and let me start talking about this stuff. And what happened was more and more people were going, this whole, it's not even just positive thinking. It's literally the the awareness that I'm creating so much of my own stress just by how I'm thinking about things that aren't even real sometimes. I'm making stories up, right? In my own head about stuff that's what's causing my stress not all the things outside of me i think are causing my own stress it's literally our emotional home it's we have trained ourselves to be so um nervous and like looking for fear and looking for those what ifs right that we actually attract that stuff to ourselves. and i think that when we focus on what's good and what you know, shifting that mindset to what is possible, it just, yeah, you literally just like alleviate all of that stress. And you're like, no, it's going to be fine. (laughs) We don't need to stress out about that. And it gives you that internal confidence to go, hey, in these bad situations, I can choose to stay in it and be depressed and be frustrated and be nervous and feel fearful, or I can choose to feel abundance and gratitude and excitement. And when you make that decision for yourself, it will change the way that you look at business relationships. Um, Because in that scenario in particular, it's so true. Most of the wealthy people I know, almost all of them, are very giving. They're very much wanting to teach people stuff and, you know, go I share it, share the wealth, right. And share the wealth of knowledge. And, 
um, even just being in their presence in their energy, it is something else, right? It's when you're in a room full of people and you've got the stage, these people are here to take in what you are telling them. And you might not know who you're talking to, but you're going to change one life. And that is a ripple effect. And that's why I started the podcast, because I don't know who needs access to you. I don't know who needs to hear your story and your conversation. And that's going to go inspire them to take action, right? And build that confidence in themselves and try something new. And that gives me so much fulfillment that I know that this is where I belong, right? This is what I need to do because when you share other people's stories, people can relate and people will change because you put it out there. So yeah, thank you for being here again. Like it's so important. Thank you again for the invite to share. And you, you know, Elena, you use the word that is the game changer, choice. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And, and, you know, if you only have one side of the story, it's hard to choose because you have no other, you have nothing else to look at. You always are seeing the same thing. The moment you open your eyes to the other side, now you realize you have a choice. You also realize that one side isn't really as bad when you put it in perspective. And instead of just seeing the struggle or the challenges or the roadblocks or the stress or the anxiety or the overwhelm, you also see the possibilities. And the fact that, wait, I'm creating a bunch of this, not because of what's happening to me, but how I'm choosing to react to what's happening to me. And that is where that choice comes in. That's a game changer. And when it comes to confidence, um, because, you know, all of that eventually led me to coaching and speaking and consulting and training about what I would just say, self-talk and mindset shifts. And that is what you need if you have the tools, the tricks, the tips, if you understand how to shift your self-talk and how to shift your mindset by looking at what's there instead of what you're creating in your head that's not necessarily there, you start to choose to respond instead of react to things. All of a sudden, your stress levels come down and your confidence levels go up. It's like a seesaw. When stress is up here, confidence is down here. When you begin to manage that stress by realizing you're creating a great deal of it, all of a sudden I can manage it. And now my confidence goes back up. And so these two things are completely in alignment. They're connected. They're interconnected with one another. And again, you know, it's, and I'll, I'll give you an example of how this plays out in real life. I call it the midline. We'll call it the midline, right? You're you're driving down the street, you're on the highway, everything's perfectly fine, and all of a sudden someone cuts you off and you've got to slam on your brakes. At that moment in time, and we have dozens of these types of moments every day. At that moment, there are two possible responses. There are no more. Response number one, you hit your brakes and you start screaming and yelling and swearing and blah, 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 right. You get so worked up so quickly. Sometimes you have to pull up next to the person just to look at them, right? Because we do weird things. We get so worked up so quickly and angry. And that wasn't some personal malicious attack. You were in a blind spot or someone just didn't, wasn't paying attention. But we take those things constantly all day as this personal attack. And what happened was that person didn't create your stress in that moment. 
You created your stress by choosing to react that way because the second choice, and there's that word again, could have been slam on my brakes and say, glad I was paying attention and just move on with my day. But we tend to take things personally, constantly, because it's all about us. It's all about us. And when you're in that mode, you truly start to believe in your own head. The world's against you. Everyone's against you. Your job's against you. Your friends are against you. Your family's not supporting you. And while sometimes those are accurate, valid things, if you actually look at them realistically, nine times out of 10, that's probably not the case. But we're in that mode in our head of everything's against me. And it's really easy to get stuck there and truly start to believe that. And that's a dangerous place to be because when you start to realize nobody even knows I'm here because they're all in their own heads thinking about what the world thinks about them. They don't even know you walked into the room. Nobody's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. So so true. I have such an example of that. Yeah, when you can just release that. And and here's, you know, here's a great example of that. Let's say there's a hundred people in a room. And you snap a picture of the group and we print it out and pass it around out of 100 people. Every person does the same thing. They look at the picture and what will they look at out of 100 people? Themselves. Themselves. And what's the first thought we have? Oh, look at that. It's horrible. What's, what am I wearing that shirt? Oh, look how I look. Look, my eyes are closed. My hair looks ridiculous. It's going to be just this barrage of negativity. Let's be super critical and bully ourselves. 99 people don't even exist. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? And if we pass the picture around and told everyone, look at everyone else, we'd all go, look what a nice picture of you. We are such judgy bullies in our own head. And the beauty of that is that's all you. You can turn the page and start writing a new chapter. Mm -hmm. If that dialogue, if that script in your head that you keep repeating isn't working for you, you can rewrite the script. You are the author of it. You are the editor of it. You are the director of your life. You are the star of your life. You have total control of what's happening here. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. Remember, 99 people in that room don't even know you're in that room because they are so focused on themselves. So when you can get, give yourself permission to just get out of your head and say, nobody's thinking about me. So I don't need to make up a bunch of criticism in my head. I'm just going to choose to talk to myself like I would talk to a friend. That's it. So that's all I need. At the grocery store. (laughs) <laughs> I I ran into my old boss and I was like, hey, Kev, nothing. Just like didn't acknowledge I even said anything. And I was going to go into that mindset of, oh, man, maybe he doesn't want to talk to me or like, I don't know. But it was just like, mm, what? No, he probably just didn't hear me, you know. And so then it was so funny. My neighbor comes up behind me. And her son's name's Jackson. And he goes, hi, Elena. And Kevin looks over and was just like, oh my gosh, like, how are you? Gave me a big hug. And I was like, man, like, just think about that. If you're sitting there in that moment going, oh, they didn't say hi to me. They probably didn't see you. You know, like, so. And it's that what simple. we do to our own minds, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so one of the things, you know, as I started working with this and, and, 
again, as you know, I started getting phone calls, Hey, what do you charge for coaching or for speaking or things? And I had to figure that out. And I went, Holy cow, I guess I can make a business of this. I can bring value and I can monetize that. That's a business. That's all a business is bring value and somebody pays you for it. That's a business in a nutshell. Don't overthink it. And so now it was okay. What are really those things that from a confidence standpoint, because the word that kept coming up was confidence. I would talk about stress management and people would talk about, you know, when my stress levels are up here, when I'm overwhelmed, worried, anxious, nervous, concerned, whatever word surfaced, you know, my confidence feels down here. Or, you know, when somebody would say, you know, boy, we're talking about self-talk, my my internal negative voice beats me up so much that I just, I have no confidence, right? Right. And so confidence is the word that kept coming up. And that's really all of a sudden where I, I realized, ah, that's where everything I do comes from. And the reality is you don't need anyone else's permission to be confident. You need nobody's permission, but you have got to give yourself permission. You've got to own that. And that's how do you do that? It's about stopping taking advice from everyone in the world and stopping listening to everyone in the world. Because again, think of the picture analogy. 99% of what they're offering to you has nothing to do with you. It's about where they are in their life at the moment. People are projecting, people are maybe threatened by you. And so they're trying to pull you down. You will never, ever, ever be criticized by somebody who's doing more than you. You will only be criticized by someone who is doing less than you. That is a gold nugget right there. And the moment that you realize that, and, and to your point, you know, truly wealthy people are just givers, right? We, we hear horror stories, which we, you do about any type of person, but that's not the norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's with anything. We could pick any group. We could pick any person, any place, any type of anything. You're going to have some some bad nuggets in there. But for the most part, people really want to succeed and they want to see other people succeed. That is most of humanity. And so when you realize that anyone who's trying to push you down or criticize you or make you feel less than, it has nothing to do with you. And the way that you Again, get in the habit of of reminding yourself of that is the moment somebody says something to you, either validate it or invalidate it. Because we tend to believe everything we think and we tend to believe everything people say to us. We don't take a moment to validate it. If you do, someone might say something to you and you might go, uh, no, actually, I'm the best one in the room at that. Thanks for your opinion. Moving on. Let's get back to work. Instead of taking, you know, oh, you're not really good. At, I don't know that you're the right person for that. Really? <laughs> right? Validate or invalidate things. If someone is giving you advice or, or feedback, because so many people are awful at giving feedback, so it feels very hurtful or critical or negative, when really, if they could communicate a little bit better, it might be really helpful. It might be supportive. It might be an opportunity for you to get better at something. So, you know, understand that people who are going to help you are always doing more than you. If someone is criticizing you, I guarantee they're doing less. And the moment you realize that epiphany three, 
you will be in a totally different place and you will now be able to self-talk yourself a little bit more positively. You'll be able to be your own supporter in your own head. You'll be able to talk to yourself more like a friend. Because again, we would never talk to a friend the way we talk to ourselves, right? We would never tell them, oh, you're really bad at this. You, you suck. As a matter of fact, I don't think you're going to get that job. You're awful at that. We would never say that, but we say that stuff to ourselves. To a friend, we would say, hey, buck up. You're good at what you do. You have a tremendous value. Get in there and kick some butt. You know what you're doing and you're darn good. We would cheer. We would be their biggest cheerleader. We would support them. We would help them rise up by supporting them. So begin to talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. And all of a sudden, instead of having a critical bully up here, that's one of the people in our lives trying to pull us down, ironically enough, all of a sudden, you have a supporter, you have a cheerleader, you have somebody who's constantly building your confidence, reminding you what you do well, reminding you that, hey, if it doesn't work, we'll go try something else. It's not that big a deal, right? If A doesn't work, go to plan B. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. Why do we stop with A and get so upset when A doesn't work? Oh my goodness. Most times you're gonna get to E, F, G, that's fantastic. Just stick with it and do it. There is no failing. There's just building blocks to get you to success. That's all. So, but that all came from, again, what was happening in here, which goes back to that, you know, 20% chance of rain, 80% chance of sun. Which are you choosing to focus on? I can acknowledge there's a 20% chance of rain and it might rain. And then I can ask myself, who cares? So if it rains today, why do I even care? Why is that so bothersome to me? And guess what? I'm going to focus on the 80% chance of sun because then I can go out and do what I need to do. Yeah. I and just, if it rains, I just visualize you as like the weather woman with like sunglasses and a, a hat on, <laughs> you know, like we got 80% chance of sun today. Like how cool is that? Everyone yep. would watch you because that's not <laughs> different. And it's like, like if it rains, it rains. Just like rah, 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 just negative, negative, negative. And it's like, guys, let's let's be excited. Let's listen to the birds chirping out in the wilderness. Like, let's go and spend time in nature. Like, it's just so much better that way. Who cares if it rains? Like you said, who cares? Yeah. It's just water. And, and, right. And it's not about you. It's not raining for you. It's raining for the beautiful plants and flowers and trees that are blooming right now. It has it's to get it's not about you. Isn't that amazing how everything we make about us that we complain about or get negative about? It's fascinating. I was I was literally sitting at my kids ball game the other day and it was 85 and sunny. And we're like sweltering and she takes a phone call and she's talking to this person on the other end. Again, well, it's going to rain next week. It's supposed to get so cold and go back to the forties. And I'm like, why are you on next Wednesday? You're sitting in 85 sunny degrees, watching your kid play ball. Just be here. And it's almost like we, when you get in that mode, it's, you almost look for, the negativity. It's like, I can't even just be here with something wonderful. I have to make sure. Yeah, but it's going to rain Tuesday. Right. Who cares? Isn't that crazy that our brains are programmed like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just know you can unprogram that stuff too, guys. Like right. it's, it just takes time. I literally had this conversation this morning. I approached a conversation, probably not as the best communicator because I'm fairly blunt. And I'm like, well, what about this? 
And then she got like, oh, oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, like, I'm sorry. I was just offering a suggestion. Um, But she's like, you're so logical. And I was like, oh, so we're different. I'm like, oh, so what works for me will not work for her. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure once I have a family, I will be humbled, you know, and I'm sure. But it's like I run a business. So I know a little, you know, but I also understand I don't know everything. And I think that it's important to leverage what you're good at, like you were talking about earlier. And like staff your weaknesses, like that's a big thing. Um, but when you're dealing with your mindset, there are, like I was talking about earlier, your emotional home. It's that it's that automatic response because of what happened in our childhood, because of what happened um, when we watched the news or a feeling that we got when we felt like we were up to date on what's happening in the world. Well, you can never be up to date on what's happening in the world because there's billions and billions of people, you know, like it's just crazy. But if we can just communicate and look at what the internet's given us is an opportunity to communicate with other people um, that are in other places, like, like yourself, where I'm in Alberta, you know, you're in the U S and it's like, we can still talk, we can still collaborate, we can still teach other people um, because of Zoom. It's incredible. So know that it's all amazing. the information you want is out there. You just have to go get it and choose to go want to learn and grow and continue to push yourself. Right, and get the entire story. Again, it's amazing how the bent is always to go get half the story. So, you know, another piece to to confidence and calm and all of those types of things is, and not flying off the handle when somebody brings up different topics than you like or say it's have a different opinion than you. You know, the the idea is, and I'm just going to use this term because I, I use it regularly and it's the truth. Thinking people don't fly off the handle because thinking people are curious and willing to hear out somebody else's side or opinion. And I can still say, we totally don't agree, but I can understand where you're coming from. And if you're not willing to stop and get the entire story or see different angles, you don't have to agree with it. But sometimes you'll find you get new information that you didn't have, and that may change your opinion. But if you never seek out that new information, you're going to be where you are in your little space here. And shifting or changing an opinion isn't that you were wrong before or that it was bad to think that. It's just here's what with my current knowledge, here's what my opinion about something is. When I get new information, my opinion may change. Yes. And so most people have a piece of information and they just run with it. And there's no attempt made to continue to educate themselves or hear people out or engage in in just curious conversation. Mm -hmm. You may not change what you think and that's okay, but you may change what you think and believe once you have additional information. And so that's that piece of, you know, again, part of confidence is remaining open, remaining curious. Um, Somebody said to me the other day, and I thought this was brilliant. I just, I loved it. She said, you know, at some point you have to realize that a closed mouth isn't going to get fed. And I went, ooh, and that's it. A closed mind isn't going to get fed. 
So you're going to have what you have and you're never going to have more. But if you just open your mind a little bit, all of a sudden, all that food for thought comes in and you don't have to judge every thought. You don't have to judge every opinion. You can just listen with curiosity and start to put, it's like having a bunch of different pieces to a puzzle. The more pieces you have, the clearer the picture is. Mm -hmm. If you've got three pieces, you don't have a clear picture. I don't care what you believe or what you think. The idea is create the best and clearest picture you can. And you've got to keep gathering pieces in order to do that. And, and that's something that makes you Remain someone who can stay calm no matter what's going on, someone who can stay confident no matter what's going on, because confident people aren't in control of other people. They don't control the situation. Confident people are in control of themselves. Yeah. And that's the game changer. How do you do that? The self-talk, the staying curious, the staying open. Those are the things responding instead of reacting realizing I'm causing most of my stress. And if I change how I respond to things, my stress levels plummet and my confidence goes up. Those are the key components. I love that. This has been such a valuable conversation. I got so much out of it. And I'm like, yes, this is literally what I'm digging into is listening to those thoughts, but writing them down. I'm writing down like, oh, this was a negative belief that I had today. Where the heck did that come from? You know, like what, why did, why did I have that feeling? Why was I angry? Why was I frustrated? Why did I take it out on my husband? Why would, you know, like it's, it's those moments of clarity when you're like, oh, that probably isn't a thought that's serving me. So I'm gonna write that one down. And next time I think it, I'm gonna call it out and go, Mm -hmm. that one doesn't serve me. Mm -hmm. And you just are happier. You're just happier. (laughs) Life gets a little, a little easier when you just manage the conversation in your head a little differently. Yeah. Oh, really? So good. Okay. We got to call it for today, but I want people to get so much more access to you. So where would you like them to reach out to you um, and contact you? I know I'm going to list your website and stuff in the show notes, but yeah, what's your preferred method of communication? I appreciate it, Elena. So my website, which you'll have, robinjsacks.com, you can reach out to me there. There's a lot of free videos, free articles. There's all kinds of stuff there. If you're looking for tools, tips, just some different ways of looking at life and thinking about things, you can get them there. Um, Or if you want to work with me, of course, that's something you can reach out to me there and ask me any questions you want. Also, I am on LinkedIn daily, and I do share short videos. I share tips constantly. I share all kinds kinds of information on there. Um, so you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. If again, you have questions, absolutely anything. If you want to have a, a Zoom call or something to go, hey, I'm struggling with this. Any tips? Do you think, you know, how, how do you work with people? Also, if you're looking for a, a dynamic and fun speaker who uh, will definitely give your audiences a lot of quick ahas that they can put into motion and apply in their lives quickly, might be your person. So feel free to reach out for that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, guys, you heard her. Reach out to her, get some help and just own those thoughts in your head and understand that they might not be the whole picture, right? You might be telling you something negative um, based on a story that you've told yourself, but you're creating the story of your life right now. And what you do next is what really matters. So be present, 
put on a smile today, get out there and do something good for yourself. And yeah, just have fun. I And if you're if you're making up stories in your head about yourself, why not make up much better stories? Give <laughs> yourself good things. Right? If you're making them up anyway. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, I love this. So thank you again for being on the show. Um, that is it for today, folks. Make sure that you share the show if you got value and um, give us a like, give us a share. And next time I'm going to bring you another awesome guest. But today was absolutely epic. So thank you again, Robin, for being here. Thanks, Elena. That's it for us today, guys. Pursuit of Relentless signing out.